You're listening to Women in Wealth WordPress, a podcast dedicated to the pursuit of female empowerment and financial freedom through the wonderful world of web design. Can you just tell us a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. My name's Christy and I'm an astrologer. And I say to people when I first meet them, I have the coolest job in the world and I'm probably one of the few people that you'll meet who has a type of job that I do and love that because it wasn't like I was little and was like, oh my goodness, I want to be an astrologer one day. It was something that came into my life, but I also say it was written in the stars. Mm. And so say the work I do is astrology for your higher self and it's about helping people find the most empowered paths forward in their lives. And I do that through the language of the stars. I love that. And yeah, I've obviously had my natal chart read by you. I follow all of the things you do and listen to your podcast and all of these things. I've worked with you like in many different kind of touch points over my business. And I have found it so helpful in more ways than one. But for anyone who's new to astrology, it's really like natal charts, like the base of everything that you do, right? Can you explain what that is? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think what tends to happen with astrology is we get introduced to it, whether it's by a meme on Instagram or whether yeah. it's by a horoscope, thanks to pop culture. And I think that's beautiful. That's how I found astrology was CoStar. The CoStar app was a big piece of that puzzle, right? But it's just such a one-dimensional view of who you are as a person. As people, mm-hmm. we're multifaceted and so is your natal chart. So what I do is I use your date of birth, your time of birth, and your birth city and location to cast your natal charts, which I call your map of potential. I look at it as not only who you are, but who you've come here to be. And even two people born around the same time will have very different natal charts because it Mm. doesn't change every four minutes. So think of it as like your unique soul's blueprint. And what it does is when you have the right type of astrologer deciphering it for you, translating it for you, it helps you to understand how you can reach your ultimate potential because there should never be a glass ceiling on who you are Mm. and why I'm really mindful of not sharing predictions outwardly and being really mindful of the language I use with people because Mm. I never want to be a gatekeeper of knowledge or feel like I know more about you than you do. Yeah, I love that. And from all of the things that I've done with you, a lot of it is almost sometimes validating things that you already know and sometimes also calling out things that you might be aware of but you haven't really realized or you're like grappling with but you haven't made sense of yet. And I think this is just like anything in life. You take different parts when you need them. They yeah. come to you when you need them. And all of the different times I've seen you, I've taken something different from it. So I do love that. And I love that I sit in this place where like, I love woo stuff, but I'm also super practical. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, not even. (laughs) I love that it's not too much wishy-washy. For me, it's always been really just insightful and eye-opening and grounded. My sessions with you have always been really grounded. They're never like, oh, this is going to happen or this. And I do love that. So (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And that's naturally who I am as a person too. I went to see so many psychics in my 20s because I was searching for meaning and purpose. And like you walk out of a session and you feel really inspired, but then you're waiting for these grandiose moments to happen. And can I tell you, like, you're sure some predictions were there, but I think you have to cultivate your own reality because I always say destiny is cultivated. But I think when you don't have reality embedded in anything, whether it's 16 personalities, Enneagram, human design, astrology, 
it's just information. It's not necessarily knowledge that you can apply that's going to help to change your Do life. Do something with, yeah, yeah, totally. Which is one reason I love that astro strategy I did with you, but we'll talk a little bit more about that soon. Okay, we've already talked a little bit about this, I guess, how everyone can be different and even if they're born at the same time. But how can looking at a natal chart really provide insights into a person's strengths and weaknesses? Look, I think the biggest thing I see is that we all have different lives. We've all experienced things differently, but we are normally seeking the same things, especially mm. as women. And that's normally confidence in who yep. we are, certainty in where we're at. And also we want to be decisive in the decisions that we're making. Mm -hmm. And I've worked with people from the age of 17 to 75 and a 17-year-old's looking for purpose just as much as a 75-year-old is. And mm -hmm. I think that's what I love about astrology is that it helps you, as you said before, Nikki, it's like a mirror. It reflects back to you what you intuitively already know. But because it's a language, not a belief system, it gives you the words to really be able to articulate, like whether mm. it's who you are or why you've made the decision that you do. And I think that that's what astrology gave me is it was the first time, like when I sat with my first mentor in a row for that very first tutoring session, it was the first time I ever felt really seen and understood by somebody. And she was able to explain me better than I could mm. explain me. And I think that's really nice when you've got somebody that you don't know that's able to reflect back to you key things about what you're innately good at. It's mm -hmm. just such a confirmation and validation tool. And I think we need anything we can get today mm. with social media and especially comparison in business too. Yeah. Yeah. And especially like... I think this is such a beautiful time in the world to have your own business and like you say, find out what your strengths are, what you like doing, get to know yourself so that you can build a business that suits you, that's going to give you energy. It's going to be things that you enjoy doing. It's when you're loving what you do, it's going to be easier to make money. So you're going to be like more in flow, like all of these amazing things. And when you get those validations, like I think for you in one of the sessions I had with you, you were like, yeah teaching and coaching is like a big thing for you <laughs> and it was I start, I think I saw you it was like before I even started the course and so I in some ways I think maybe that kind of planted the idea in my head because I have a degree in teaching but I'm not in that field anymore and I think at the time I was like oh maybe I can still do something with it even though it's not what I originally thought it was going to be and then that's become like a really integral part of my business. That's been really awesome for me, <laughs> kind of getting that and going down that path. I guess, what kinds of things do you look at in a natal chart to tease out people's strengths and weaknesses? And how do you talk about that in your sessions and get people to put them into practice? I'm really big on sharing what I see so that somebody has it because all my sessions are recorded for people to take away with them, just so that they know what I'm looking at. Because otherwise the information can feel like, oh my goodness, there's a lot. Yeah. But I want to be able to share that knowledge. So if somebody wants to come back to it, they can, and then they can do a little bit of self-directed learning. But what I'm doing is I'm looking at a map of the sky at the exact time and date that you were born. And your natal chart consists of a few different things. It consists of houses, which is how the natal chart split into quadrants, which there's 12, there's planets and celestial bodies and they all represent different sets of qualities and characteristics there's zodiac signs and then there's also aspects like how everything's working together and interesting because everyone thinks I'm psychic and I'm like god <laughs> sometimes I wish I was 
And the funny thing is, astrology is advanced trigonometry. It's math and recognition. And I wish I'd paid way more attention in maths class. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's what it is. But you're yeah. literally looking at some, like most people, because some people are really curious. They want to see what I'm doing, how I'm able to calculate things. And I always say it looks like the Da Vinci Code. But what you're doing is you're trying to figure out for that person how everything's communicating together and then how they're expressing mm. it based on their astrological cycle. So as an evolutionary astrologer, I, for one, believe you have free will. And I say mm-hmm. 50% is written in the stars. 50% is based on nature versus nurture and your perception mm-hmm. of the world. And that's why I always say you're the ultimate oracle of you, but we have a collaborative conversation so I can understand what's relevant to share with you right now, but also what are you ready for? Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, because sometimes you're ready to take something on and action it and you're open to hearing something, but some things it might not be a good time or you might be working through something else and it might just not be relevant to you. So that, I've got to work on that though. That's the thing. I'm like the ultimate hype girl. So I'm like, I see it, let's go. And then I yeah. feel like afterwards I'm like, oh shit, maybe I could have pulled that back a bit. No, I'm sure it's that thing of if people can watch the recordings, different things will come to them at different times as they need it. Definitely. And how do you think knowing those things can really be applied to running a business? Hands down, just being empowered and confident in who you are and just staying in your lane. Like I think anyone should do that, even if they don't have astrology. But yeah, I think we're so good at telling our friends, our family members, our kids, whether we're working on other businesses and brands, like we're really good at identifying all of their strengths, all of mm-hmm. the things they do really well. And then it always, like if I'm working with someone that has a personal brain, it's like we start talking about whether it's the clients they're working with, how they want to communicate their vision or their message. It's like crickets. And so I Mm. think that astrology gives you things to consider. I've got one particular client I've been working with for almost my five years doing this work. And she is in a pivot. So she had a very successful design business and she is looking at how she can pivot into a personal brand and do something really different. And so every session that we connect, we're pulling apart her natal chart and she's using, she's such an amazing self-directed learner. So what she does is she goes away. She's building that into all of her copywriting, into her personal Mm. brand, the services she's offering because she's using her strengths and her superpowers as a way to go, how can I actually build this ecosystem, this business of my dream and feel really fulfilled throughout the process, but confident. Mm, yeah. Oh, that sounds so dreamy. It's such really, actually such a nice place to be, to be going from scratch like that and having, obviously, if she's built a previous business, have all of the knowledge from that previous business, but be like, okay, cool. Now I'm going big. What a fun opportunity. And that must be so fun for you watching her and coaching her through that as well. It's like a dream, like an yeah. absolute dream. Yeah. And just, yeah, so just, good. And just embracing it. I think that's the yeah. most beautiful thing. You have to be open to astrology. Like I can share things, but it's up to you what you do with that information. Totally. Okay, cool. And as I guess freelancers, a lot of people that listen to this are web developers, but I feel like there's some copywriters and marketers and stuff as well. Are there any particular aspects or placements that you would focus on if you're doing a reading or want them to take special note of? Always sun, moon and ascendant. They are like where. I start every conversation and look, your natal chart's way more than those three celestial bodies, but they're just Mm -hmm. a great place to start. 
sun is like the CEO of you. It's where you're destined to shine and it's related to purpose and life goals. Even if you don't resonate with all the characteristics of your star sign, so your sun sign, there'll mm -hmm. be some really key things based on its house placement or any planets it's connected to. Your moon placement is like your celestial satellite, meaning it's related to your emotions, your vulnerabilities, how you show up for your rituals on a day-to-day -day basis. And it is going to be really pivotal in giving you insight of how you're going to show up emotionally in your business, especially if you're working with clients too, and how you express that and yeah. how you do that is all through your ascendant, which is your rising sign. And that's going to give you insight as what gives you joy and fulfillment. And they're just really like three beautiful placements to start. Of course, if you've got a team, I'm always saying look at Mercury because that's how you communicate. But okay. there's so many different things that you can look yeah. at to have cohesion and harmony, not just when you're working independently, but also when you're working with other people too. Yeah, with clients. Obviously, clients is a big one. Ah, thank you. Okay. And how do you think people can use astrology not only as a base, I guess, for knowing themselves through their natal chart, but more of a long-term planning tool. So I mentioned before your astro strategy offering, which I worked through, I think, in my second year of business. How does that play out for you? And how do you take advantage of it looking at over the space of a year rather than just like the birth placements? Oh, I'm obsessed with astro strategy. <laughs> astro strategy was my baby that was born out of necessity because yeah. What was happening when I was learning to become an astrologer, I was going to see my mentor and she was helping me map my transit. So what we all have is because of our natal chart never changes. It's here to stay. That's who you are. But what happens is all the planets are always moving and they're always connecting with different placements in your natal chart. And we also have astrological cycles that we move through too. So like when I'm forecasting, I'll look at four to five different charts depending on the level of detail my client needs. And what I was finding is I was going to her and I was mapping these transits. So that's when you get direct, I call them astrological activations or direct hit dates mm -hmm. when the energy is quite potent. So that could be a challenging season that you're in, or it could be an abundant season you're in. But what I find is really useful is understanding when there's a beginning, a middle, and an end to things. And so what I do in astro strategy specifically as we're having a look at, okay, what's your overarching theme and your astrological cycle for the year ahead? And more importantly, how do you feel about it? As that astrological cycle and your activation align to your current goals, because that's also really important. There's no mm. point pushing a boulder up a hill if you're in a different season. Mm -hmm. And how can we adjust things? And then getting really granular and going, okay, what does this look like on a 12-week basis? Because we have astro strategy quarterly. And I think what that allows people to do is it makes astrology A, digestible, but knowing, okay, these are my like top three priorities for the next 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. If I've got these goals and these priorities from an astrology perspective, how can I marry the two so that I feel like I'm prepared for anything that's on the horizon? And the coolest thing is I try to share things strategically online because I'm very cautious not to put myself in a position as a predictive astrologer, as I mentioned mm -hmm. before, because I think that isn't necessarily what my vision is for the work yeah. I do. But it's so cool when I give these like direct hit dates to my clients. For example, I got a message from somebody the other day and she's like, oh my God, my direct hit date for tapping into your inner visionary day, which is all about idea generation, blue sky thinking. She mm -hmm. was approached by a business 
to actually help with something that's a really amazing project, which is like a dream project for her too. And so I get mm. a lot of those. It's just knowing that it's like placebo, right? We, something good could potentially happen, like with any type you're of You're on the lookout. You're going yeah. to them. You're going <laughs> to start. Like if you're anticipating a transit, you're not participating in your life. You have to be proactive and you have to put that energy out there. Yeah, I love that. It's just being aware and it's like that thing of like when you buy a red car and you see the red car everywhere or when you're breaking down a limiting belief, you have to identify it and then you have to tell yourself the opposite thing and then you you do that over and over and you start to believe it and then you start to look for proof in your life, you know, that it's real and then you find the proof and then the cycle begins again. Like (laughs) you find that proof and then you believe it and then you go again. I think that's a really great point. And then you also, the thing that I liked with those sessions as well was it really, to me, was a really great coaching tool as well is more than just like an astrology type thing, because it was like, like you said, figuring out the priorities. The biggest thing for a lot of business owners, I think is overwhelm and like what to do next. So when you have these priorities and you have these dates, I remember one thing you said to me was like, oh, this is actually a really good period for you to launch. And I think it was because I worked with that, did astro strategy with you later on. It was when I had already launched my course and you were like, this is a really good period for you to launch. And so then it was like, hey, I actually have a deadline now. I have something to work towards. So it was like these theories and understandings being put into practice in my actual business and how I could leverage them to work better, work smarter. And that gave me really another level, which was really helpful for me when I was working through that with you. Thank you. You don't want to launch during Mercury retrograde. Yeah. Why make it harder on yourself? The energy is already super funky. Like there's always cross wires, breakdowns in communication. Technology. Yeah. Yeah. I did actually have something the other day with my podcast. I put up a poll and I was like, okay, I've got these two podcasts. Which one do you want to listen to? And then everyone voted. And then I went to download it from the platform that I use and it wouldn't download. And I was like, okay, guys, when there was a date to launch, <laughs> launched a different one. And I was like, sorry, the other one's not working. I have to re-record it. Is Mercury retrograde? And five people messaged me and were like, Mercury's in retrograde. I was like, damn it. I need to pay better attention to these things. It's such a pain. Yeah. yeah. Just small things like that make it easy. Like, I don't think anything is effortless in life, but I mm. think more ease and grace you can have, especially in business. It mm. just makes things easier. And if that's astrology or if that's mm-hmm. a coach or if that's using something else, do it because it yeah. will just make life better. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I've done the human design. I've done ast- astrology now. I've done like my Enneagram, my ENFJ. It's so funny because all of them I do, I'm like, yes. And like I've said before, you just pick and choose things and you go, yes, that makes sense to me. Yes, that makes sense to me. And one thing, I don't even know if I mentioned this to you, but I recently was diagnosed with ADHD and autism. So now I'm also like, there's this whole other level and lens of putting over this identity that I already have about myself and trying to find the things about that I can take and figure out ways to make my life easier and identify places that I found really challenging that I've already put processes and yeah, tried to mitigate throughout my life. But now it's just becoming so much clearer. And so I just think whenever everyone's going, oh, how are you going with that? How do you feel? And I'm like, ultimately, I definitely had a shock in the meeting when the guy goes, I'm like, so what happens now? He gave me my results and he's like, I can give you a certificate, but I'm telling you're autistic. And I got a bit of a shock at the time, but then I was on my way home and pretty much straight away, I was okay, this is actually a good thing because I can learn more about myself. And anytime you can learn about yourself and 
the things that trigger you or the things that you find difficult, you can improve them really. Or if there's things that you like, you can continue to do more of that. For me and my business, I've really tried to minimize the meetings and stuff that I have with people because I just thought I was an introvert. But now it's with that autism thing, I actually find it quite hard to engage with people. And if I go to a meeting or a business event, I need a lot of time afterwards to recharge. And I just thought, oh, I'm just an introvert. But for me, it's actually maybe a little bit more than that. Oh, that's so interesting. And I think not that I like attaching labels to things or people, but I think when you have a diagnosis like you have, or you're given a label, it Mm -hmm. gives you, you're so right, like this level of understanding, because then you can go do some research and find out more about it and then go, how does this apply to my life? We like that. We're meaning making machines as human beings. Sometimes we need that to understand ourselves, but Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, cool. And I have a few questions that I also ask at the end of my podcast. So I just want to go through those as well. How do you feel being a woman has influenced your business journey? Oh my goodness. It's, that's such a big question. Yeah. I think I just have an appreciation for all women, period. Yeah. I have such a level of empathy. Like that's the greatest gift, my business and my journey as a woman in business. And then I predominantly connect with women as well, is that mm. I have such a level of empathy and acceptance for women, whether they're mums, business owners, a combination of the two, or they're single and they're career driven. I think hearing women's stories and the great links they go to, to provide for their families, to chase their goals, to mm. cultivate resilience and in times of adversity, it's so incredibly empowering and nothing surprises me anymore. I don't have judgment for anybody. Anything's mm-hmm. a safe space that is when I'm connecting with someone. And, and I think that's always my goal is that I say astrology is the vehicle I use, but what I do is all about empowerment. And a lot of mm-hmm. that is always with women and because mm. I think that there were so many times in my life that I felt disempowered. And so, yeah, I always try to choose the most empowered path for myself and also for mm-hmm. everyone I connect with. And I think that only I, that journey as being a woman in business is only just beginning for me as well. Because mm-hmm. if you'd asked me this when I first started, I wouldn't have even, it wouldn't have even crossed my mind, babe. So I'm being mm-hmm. really honest. I would have just been like, oh, I'm just doing my thing. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh no, there is so much inequality. There's so many conversations I want to yeah. have. There's so many things I want to contribute to. And it's something I'm really passionate about. And I think that will just continue as I go along my journey. Yeah. I so resonate with that. I think part of this podcast has been, I've just loved talking to people and having these conversations and connecting with people. And like you say, I have quite a few female friendships and there's just so much depth to them that I just don't think I don't know if men have the same thing but I rely on my friends so much we're such doers we get shit done we push through so much shit in our lives and we're like the backbones of our families and we're always there for our our friends and everything and women are just yeah I have this book downstairs and it's all about women's stories as well and it's like a coffee table book but I love it but it's so there's something about females and female friendships I think is just so powerful so yeah you run the world yeah totally (laughs) yeah definitely okay and what's one thing you've done to influence your money story I've done so much work on my money story yeah so I'll give some context so I think it's nice it paints a picture of my journey but then also my relationship with astrology I have two of the challenging planets and I say that Mm -hmm. with air quotation (laughs) yeah 
they're deemed challenging, but I don't think anything's good or bad in astrology. It's about duality, but they're in my money mm -hmm. house. If I translate that to my journey is that I grew up in a single parent household. We were incredibly poor. I had, I didn't have access to resources. A lot of, a lot of people did. And also there was a lot of scarcity that was happening in my household as well. And a lot of fear around money. Mm. I don't think I had a respect for money. And I think starting a business was the best baptism by fire. <laughs> I went from this like corporate role, which was like a six figure salary mm. and unlimited resources to actually going, I want to follow my passion <laughs> and my purpose. And that does it. It's not like you click your fingers, even if you've got mm. an abundant mindset, like there's yeah. a lot of work that goes into that. But the one thing that's helped me, because I do a lot of visualization, affirmation and mantra work, but I always hold as my North Star and I've continued to work with my natal chart to really up-level my self-worth and deserving this. But I always remind myself that every next level of me is going to also demand a different version of me and that's yeah. like my confidence booster yep. of okay I'm up leveling again in business so I had such big growth in less than yeah. five years is going to demand me to step up and raise yep. that bar and that's hard when childhood programming yeah. is something completely different so yeah it, that's so it, it's not just improving your business it's constantly improving yourself as well and that work can't just ever stop you need to be constantly diving into it constantly working on it and I do find that when you take the foot off the pedal a little bit everything else stops like when I stop working on the money mindset, when I stop doing the journaling and the manifest, the affirmations and all that stuff, I always see a decrease and then I forget and then I go, oh yeah, I need to come back to that. It is a constant work. Yeah. It's that thing of like when you focus on whatever you focus on grows. So, you know, you do need to be constantly coming back to it and identifying. I have quite a similar story to you as well. So it's always, I think people can see you from the outside and not know those things about you and really easily create their own stories about, oh, she can do that because of this without really understanding what you have gone through. And I think it's really nice to share those stories because it, it gives everyone the opportunity to look at themselves and be like, hey, if she can do it, so can I, rather than, oh, she can do it because and I can't. I think it's really important for people who are successful to be vulnerable about those things and kind of show where they've come from as well. It's almost like when you make it up, give someone else a hand type thing. I think even though as hard as it is to share these stories and to be vulnerable and like to be like, okay, I made this much money this year or whatever it is, it's really important for other people to see. So yeah, mm -hmm. thank you. Especially with money. Because money <laughs> yeah. is like these taboo subjects as yeah, well. And it brings up a lot of emotion. It can be quite a heated discussion for some people, but yeah. I think anything is possible and like I always think the people that have come from great adversity or have been faced with challenges, they not only are my favorite people because they've got a mm. story, is there's a level of resilience. And like I think of astrology, mm. you don't want all the harmonious placements because it doesn't give you grit and resilience. You want the challenging things because yeah. that helps you to show up and really push through and up level, especially when it comes to things like money. Yeah. And empathize, build deeper relationships. And that's all very good, true stuff. Okay. And lastly, I would say, what's your number one website tip? So I know you don't work in WordPress. This is like not your wheelhouse, but you have your own website. What would you, what have you found that's been really helpful for you? Just hire people. Like honestly, I'm just being so honest. 
Hire, whether you need a photographer, a yeah. graphic designer, a web developer, outsource. And yeah. if that in the beginning in business, if you don't have the resources, look for ways that you can create those resources or do that maybe with a lower budget in mind. But when you do have it, I took some really big leaps early on and I don't regret them. I think it was right for the business at the time. I wish I'd been a little bit more intentional about how I did that because I was still trying to work out what I wanted. But I still believe that every investment I make is always, it comes back tenfold. Yeah. And it's not necessarily about, because I know some coaches will say, it's because you're spending money and you're upgrading yourself. <laughs> no, I just think it's about how you present yourself. I think aesthetics Yeah, matter. I agree with that too. Yeah. And I've even... Same as you, every investment, I've seen it return to me. And it is that thing of like recently I hired a copywriter for all of my Women Wealth launch stuff. And there, even though I'd had great success, I had had almost 100 students go through my course previously. Oh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, there's just, it's just not cohesive enough. I put it together over time. It needs a full overhaul and I don't have the time and space to sit down and do it completely from scratch for myself. And hiring someone, it really enabled me to take everything that they gave me and be like, this is it, bam. I was so much more confident with the last launch round and just that was from hiring someone. And there is so much to do always. There's always so much to do in your business. There's always something to spend money on. But I think make a list of all of the things that will make a difference and just slowly work through them. Allocate budget when you can and you'll always see it come back to you. So I definitely agree with that. Thank you so much for coming on today. Can you tell us where people can find you online and connect with you a little bit more? Yeah, so you can find me at Christy Gray, super easy over on the gram or my website. But I always say connect with me if there's something mm. that's resonated in this podcast episode or if you're curious about astrology, have a conversation with me first. Just it's sometimes nice to ask questions or just feel mm. like just have a chat. Vibe. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're always so open like that. And you also have a podcast as well, which I really recommend. And you're always on other people's podcasts. You can definitely just search for your name and it will come up a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, thank you so much for joining me. I will see you on the gram. Amazing. Thanks, honey. <laughs> if you love what I do here, let's connect. I tend to hang out on Instagram and you can find me at Seedling Digital and at Woman Wealth WordPress. You can head to womanwellfordpress.com forward slash freebie to download my free Embrace Your Dream Life workbook. This guide is over 10 pages of actionable information and worksheets designed to help you build a profitable and fulfilling business in three steps. Get clear on your why, improve your money mindset, and hone in on your messaging. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a rating and a review. It truly means the world to me and I read every message and kind word. Till next time, aim big. Aim big.